Little steps. Little steps. Breathe. Breathe. Little steps. Little steps. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Dave Green and this is the Night of Adventure podcast. This is part three of the Achillinic Canoe Expedition Field Notes. On this episode, I take you in very similar how I did on the last episode, A Day in the Life. But this is the day in a life while we portage. On this particular day, we are making our way from Meridian Lake, which is very close to Great Slave Lake, up and over the McDonald Fault Portage into a lake called Daisy Lake. And this lake, Daisy Lake, is significant to us because its outflow eventually leads us into the snowdrift. So what we're essentially doing on this day is doing this massive portage. It's only about four kilometers long. It goes up about 153 meters over that distance uh, in total. Um, but it's getting us out of Great Slave Lake and into another watershed that will eventually carry us over to Thelon. So it's 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 a crux move of the trip. We have to be able to complete it. Uh, and, and we ideally want to do it in one day because nobody wants to sleep in the middle of the portage. Uh, we had some information to go off of on here. We had previous trip reports. Uh, Frank Wolf had previously traveled in the same direction as us. Um, and we had a trip report from a gentleman named John McGinnis who had come down in the opposite direction. He was going downhill, which would make more sense. And no doubt, many people have used it in the past. Uh, as you'll learn, we jumped onto an old snowmobile trail that, that very soon disappeared on us. And the story goes from there. So, uh, sit back and enjoy. This is your third installment of the Achillinic Canoe Expedition Podcast. Field notes. Enjoy. Okay, so here I am on a portage. And this portage is the biggins. Uh, could be one of the crux of the trips. There's definitely two crux in this trip, and this is the first one. Uh, it's called the McDonald Fault Portage, and it gets us from Meridian Lake uh, up to Daisy Lake, and Daisy Lake gets us to the snowdrift. So this one gains about 155 meters in elevation over about three kilometers. Uh, no doubt it's going to be work. But that's okay. That's what we came out here to do. That's fine. Uh, we found ourselves an old winter winter road or snowmobile trail. Uh, it's pretty grown in. But it's, it's obvious and open, but... Uh, there's blazes and whatnot, but it doesn't get used nearly as much as the routes previous to this. So we did 10 portages previous to this. Uh, oh, my boot. This is pretty wet where I am right now. And uh, there's a lot of lost energy trying to pull your shoe out of the sphagnum uh, as we walk, but hopefully as we gain elevation, the trail will dry out and improve 
that's just wishful thinking. There's really no guarantees out here at all. A technique that we like to use on these longer portages is to leapfrog our gear. So the first carry, take your load half the distance you can go. You go back to start, your second load, carry it as far as you can. And then you go back, pick up your first load again, and go as far as you can. And although it's all progress, real forward progress isn't being made until the last load has been carried forward. We've got our outfit broken down into five loads. Uh, the canoe being the lightest of them all. It's for sure 75 pounds. So uh, the other four loads are more than 75 pounds. Uh, it's day 11, so we still have 33 days of food, plus plus more, probably. Probably 35 or 36 days of food. Uh, so I get a barrel in my personal bag is one. Chris gets a food bag in his personal bag is one. I get my personal bag bag that has a lot of group gear like the stove and the fuel, the tent, my sleeping bag, and all that in it, plus the paddles and the spray deck all wrapped up into one cute little bundle. Chris gets his personal 115 liter dry bag, plus the auxiliary bag of food that we use every day. We generally pull out four to six days of food, put it in this auxiliary bag so we're not rummaging around in our big bags all the time. It just makes things a lot easier once we're in camp. And then, uh, so that's four and then the canoe. So on this particular carry, it's about three kilometers. Uh, we'll both walk it two times with full loads. We'll back, back once on it, empty, and then we'll each take the canoe for 50% of the time. So a three kilometer portage, two and a half loads, turns into a, I don't know, six, nine, 12 kilometer walk. no rush. We just need to be consistent and patient and continually move forward. It's the name of the game. Moving forward. Flies aren't too bad out here. I don't have my dog jacket on. It's always nice to have at least one hand free though swat at them, which is possible with all of our loads, so I'm just going to go. I've carried this load pretty much as far as I feel reasonably comfortable. I could always go further. Always leave 10% in the gas tank. Never run empty. Eat food. Drink water. Take small steps. That's the name of the game here.
I'm just gonna put this down. Oh. Uh, I'm dripping sweat, dripping. Soaked. Stop for a little water break. Some old timers won't carry water with them over portages. There's no need to carry extra weight. This one's long enough. That is absolutely necessary. Try to stay ahead of it. This kind of game I thought goes to uh, trail running and ultra trail running. And uh, yeah, these people will just shake their heads at this. Nutrition and hydration is, is important out here, but just keeping going. Oh, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. There you go. Just take this with you. It's on recording right now. Just press the red button to stop it. All right, cool. Whatever comes into my head isn't going to be great stuff. <laughs> There you go. Lots of hills. This winter road is nice though. It's uh, been a big help. There's really old, really old blazes, fully, nearly invisible. And uh, yeah, it's been real helpful thus far. Really swampy as we gain elevation. Appears to get drier, which is always welcome. Although, I will say, for this trail, it was not really trampled down as much as the others. And I attribute that to the muskox. They're the ones that did all the Nice flattening for us. Make it wide and easy to go on. This feels more moosey. Because I got the tall legs. I can go through narrow gaps. Whew. Really starting to incline here. Got the green bag. And the orange bag. Which is probably the worst load in my opinion. <sighs> It's all kinds of heavy and uncomfortable, but that's the way she goes. Gotta keep on keeping on, I guess. All right. Hi, I'm Mike, and with my partner Crystal, we run Old Creel Canoe and Kayak in Fall River, Nova Scotia, on Lake Thomas, where you can try before you buy. We sell kayaks, canoes, and sups. Recreational kayaks, sit-on-tops, sea kayaks, whitewater kayaks, and canoes, traditional ones, solo ones, square-sterned, and stand-up paddle boards, either inflatable or rigid. And all the accoutrements like paddles, PFDs, and the technical clothing like dry suits and pants and accessories like portage bags and barrels, map cases, throw bags, and safety gear. We also sell docks, either floating or on posts, for those fortunate enough to have a home or a cottage on a lake. 
We pride ourselves at Old Creel in curating a selection of quality products for paddlers, because we are paddlers. So go ahead, follow us at Old Creel on Facebook and Instagram, or check out our e-commerce site, oldcreel.com. Creel, spelt Charlie Romeo Echo Echo Lima. Thanks, everyone, and happy paddling. The good news is it seems like they're not alone in this, and all these paddlers have the same memory problems that we do. (laughs) They describe these things like lake of woe, vertical bog, all these nightmarish-sounding situations. I'm sure when they're there, they swear up and down. They're never going to do anything like this again, and then we'll immediately go out and do it again next summer. Yep, so we're... Got 158 meters to go up today. Yeah. So we're going to go down 34 meters to the snow drift and then back up 54 over the kid. We picked this route. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> we had the elevation and we've lost it. Huh? True. We're going to get it back. We're going to get it back. Only to lose it again. <laughs> I'm fine with losing elevation. I would just prefer it to be on a river. Yeah, but and, then we're going to get it back. And not a ridge line. And we're going to get it back. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll lose it. Over 900k. Yeah, that I'm okay with. That I like. That's a nice gradual... Peaceful descent. It's the uh, immediate loss and gain over rocky ridge lines that I'm not as enthused about. It's really, it doesn't really mean much. It's just kind of numbers. Well, like I said, it's. Every river is different, right? Sure. If the Great Bear River, like, remember how hard we worked on that river? Yeah. We only went up 17 meters, like. Right, it it was almost nothing. Yeah, and then it's like a stair. I know you weren't on Korea River, but we went up two hundred and five meters, one hundred and eighty-seven kilometers. That's, that's a lot. Si- that's significant. That's a lot. Yeah. There's no portages. It was just swift running river. Right, just swift all the way up, all day every day. So on the snowdrift, we go up fifty-four meters. Yeah. Over like a hundred kilometers or something. Sure. Yeah. Close to that. But the interesting part, I thought, was that Daisy Lake is at 353 meters, and yeah. Whitefish is at 355 meters. Right. So they're basically on the level with each other. Yeah. Which got going up and down and up and down and up and down. It's interesting. We see almost no garbage or rubbish whatsoever out here. And the only place we really do... Uh, it's on portages and winter roads and campsites. A lot of campsites have old tin cans in them. Uh, but it's mainly those portages and winter roads. You see bits of rope, plastic runners. Signs that they're obviously used uh, in the wintertime. The one we're on now, super old, super old trail. Probably a traditional trail to get up into the barren lands. And who knows 
when the last time it was actually used. It could have been recent, but uh, there's no garbage on it at all. Nothing. So it's hard to tell sometimes when you're even on the trail. So I make a little habit of breaking branches as I go. So when I walk back for my next load, I don't get off of the trail. Another interesting bit about this one here is that uh, there are cut pieces of wood and old blazes that have been scabbed over by the spruce, spruce and tamarack trees with their pitch. Uh, but they're, they're like road posts. It's clear as day. You can see there'll be one blaze on the side of the tree and another on the opposite side of the tree, generally pointing you in the direction that you need to go. Clear as day. We're gaining elevation now. It's starting to dry out. The flies. I'll tell you, the flies are full force. I'm dripping sweat. Just soaked. But we're making progress. Little steps. Little steps. Breathe. Breathe. Little steps. Little steps. Same spots or different? Yeah, same kind of spots. I like my... where the barrel sits on my back? Yeah. <coughs> I like my lower back. Mm-hmm. My hips. I think I've gotten used to the green bag. Well, the orange bag has gotten lighter. I've gotten used to the green bag, so it doesn't hurt as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, my shoulders are still numb all the time, but... They come back. Yeah, the boys are getting work today. Oh yeah. Getting worked. Boys are getting work, Chris. Oh yes. How you feeling? Uh, pretty good. All things considered. Actually? No, of course not. Yeah. It's alright. Tired. Hot. Hot. Swarmed by bugs. Mm-hmm. Feet hurt. Uh, we haven't injured anything. Haven't injured anything, which is... It's a miracle. Yeah. We're, we're coming to the... Dream. The creek. And you'll see where I carried the canoe. On the other side of the valley, there's a big sandy esker. And it's like... Got it. It's like where this stream came down, it goes back down to Meridian like straight down there yes and then it forks and there's like a dry and it comes up this way so like if okay. this is a two kilometer portage we've done the first kilometer damn all right i like that yeah so we're gonna kind of turn around that contour line there so yeah just keep going find ourselves that point make a make a right hand turn we'll just keep checking this and then when yes. we, yeah when we get around this shoulder here we can go up anywhere we want 
Right. Because we just got to come through the middle of these two contour lines again, right? Yeah, same thing. Just shoot the gap. We don't want to go higher than we have to. No, not at all. Yeah, so I'll just keep checking. and. I like that. Go right in the middle. We should find something. Yeah! There should be some sign of human presence once we make this corner. You would think. um... So we know there's at least like... I don't know. We know of at least three other groups that have done this. So Mm -hmm. something, maybe. Yeah, there could be something. Maybe a very old piece of flagging tape or... Yeah, something. I mean, this is uh, basically went up and over a mountain already. Yeah. With 35 days of food. With 35 days of food, Like in Labrador when we're... I know the Stu Coffin crossover was one thing. That was that was true, but we were like that was as hard as this. But like we were only twenty something days of food. No, we were fully loaded then. We had 30, 30 days of food. Were we? We were only five days out. I thought we were a weekend at that point. We had four people though. True. Which is helpful, I think. Yeah, it is. More stuff, but like it's more stuff, but I I don't know. It's it's easier. We weren't doing three carries each, I don't think. No, but when we got to that two-day portage that took us out of the Mistastins at No Name Creek, yeah, we were like basically empty then. Yeah, that was still rough, but it was much emptier. Well, it's been a hell of a day. Uh, maybe like 13, probably 14 hours all said and done to go like... 5k uh we severely underestimated the difficulty of that portage um it was hands down by far the most difficult portage i've ever done uh just going back to get the last load to finish it off uh i'm getting absolutely demolished by black flies right now I mean, yes, Chris is right. I could put on my bug jacket, but they're hot. And I can't see. I don't know. They're just swarming and hitting me in the face. They're kind of biting me, but not really that itchy. Like, I have too many other things going on right now. I don't really care. just need to get this last load and get it across this portage. Chris is also carrying loads, not just me getting the last load. He's the last two loads. We're gonna do it together. It's gonna be all cute and shit. Yeah. It's crazy out here. It's opening up. The forest is opening up everywhere. There's a lot of rock up here. There's a lot of forest fire smoke in the air. The sun. We haven't really seen it today. Oh, well, we've seen it. It's just a red ball of fire. But uh, you can look directly at it. You know what I mean. Yes, this has been a grind. No doubt. Hopefully, hopefully it's worth it. We'll never really know, though, because we didn't come the other way up to Austin Lake. and We didn't go through artillery and Hanbury or 
artillery and trout creek and lake of woes yeah i guess there's probably some other options to get there too but we'll see we shall see yeah. tin can rock here it's the last barrier i've got a load Chris has got a load, number four and five, coming across. 50 meters, just gotta pay attention. This would be a fucking terrible time to roll an ankle. Blow a knee. <clears throat> Smelling the burn. He's smelling the barn, Earl. Can't feel me. Okay. Oh. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Right in the boat if you can. No? Okay. What? Right in the boat? No. Oh. Nice job. I fucking got her done. Got her done. It's a rough one. That was a tough, tough portage. You cannot be saying to do that portage. No. No. No, we've we've lost all credibility for this Saturday. No, we're also sadistic, I guess. Yeah. But we didn't know before we started, so... That could a be, fair point. We could be innocent. We could be innocent. But is it a viable option to getting to the snowdrift from Great Slave Lake? Yes, it must be. Yes, I mean, we'll never really know because... I'm not doing it again. I'm not, I'm not doing a different route. No. Anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hear Pike's Portage is no fun, but... It's got to be easier than that. got to be, right? Otherwise, I mean, that's the main... The main trail. It's got to be the easiest. Comparatively. <laughs>